0: of the NZ Music Podcast. Today we're speaking with blues rock band, Minnie Simmons.
1: So, um,
2: first off, first off, first off,
1: how are you guys doing today?
2: We're great. Doing great. Just, just a long day of work and we're, what are we doing? We're sitting kind of in my out house at home um, where the washing's drying. We're eating a bit of spaghetti carbonara and drinking, what are they, pale ales? Pacific Very nice.
1: pale ale. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Very fancy. Aucklanders. <laughs> so Oh, <laughs> we're 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 a bit south of Auckland we uh we're in we're from uh <laughs> we're from a little town called Waiuku. um
2: oh fantastic
1: yeah 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 we, you know like a nowhere place
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, so, cool, like
3: those are the good places anyway
2: how, how um, do you uh,
1: you guys know Waiuku, do you yeah
2: I've yeah.
1: been there a bit you've been yeah. there a bit oh yeah, yeah. surfing or I mean I, you guys I haven't actually surfed at first off first
2: off first off how are you guys doing today we're great doing great just, just a long day of work and we're what are we doing we're sitting kind of in my out house at home um, where the washing's drying we're eating a bit of spaghetti carbonara and drinking what are they tail ales
1: pacific tail nice. ale yeah <laughs> very fancy <laughs> aucklanders <So>, oh, aucklanders <laughs> we're 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 a bit south of Auckland we uh we're in we're from uh we're from a little town called Waiuku <laughs> um
2: oh fantastic
1: yeah 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 you know like nowhere place <laughs> um, so, <laughs>
3: those are the good places anyway
1: how do how you uh, you guys know Waiuku do you yeah
2: I've yeah. been there a bit you've been there a bit oh yeah. yeah surfing or I haven't actually surfed at waiuku but um I've been to the beach out there where you do surf obviously um, I stay in those um, those camping places out there as well. Oh yeah,
1: they're pretty solid. Eh? That fancy is. Yeah, they're <laughs> Some
2: nice. yeah. nice. Treated my girlfriend.
1: Ooh, very oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Not camping, glamping. Glamping.
2: <laughs> so, um, how how did you guys all meet? Like, who uh, who's in the band? Uh, so there's three, or oh, two of us are brothers. Jesse and I. Jesse plays bass, and I'm um, singer. And then oh. uh, we met. Yon when we were super young um, about 5 years old yeah. uh, Yoni's mum was our music teacher at our primary school so yeah that's that was how it how it all kicked off. Yeah our
3: parents kind of became friends and their dad and my mum in the school band which we were all in. Oh then, very uh, nice Yeah and then uh, Zach met Brad um, in the halls at Otago and flattered with him all the
1: way through um, oh, Very nice, very nice. So you guys have yeah. all gone to uni and stuff? Um
2: we've all attended uni at some point
1: i was i'm the only one to
3: to to not finish (laughs) that's all good
1: that's all good that's all good things to do yeah like like touring right you guys are just touring you're in the middle of the uh the nz album release tour right for your new album you've just released
2: so we've uh we've had our first weekend um we just did the south island and eden and christchurch um, and had two great shows there, Dunedin we played at uh, Starters, it, Bar. Starters Bar and played with Moon Monsoon there and that was a sick night. And then, Yeah, awesome venue. Yeah, real cool venue. And we followed that up with uh, The Dark Room and Dolphin Friendly and that was sold out as a packed house. So that was first time that we played in Christchurch and sold it out. So both we were both here, those shows, yeah, well,
3: Dunedin was the first time we've headlined a show out of Auckland actually, which we hadn't realised till. We kind of we're doing it actually, but um,
1: that's, yeah, that's awesome though. That's good. Yeah. That's good so for good. us anyway. Good time. Yeah, you, you guys are like, you guys are having quite quite big. I'm surprised you guys would let us do an interview with you because you guys being you've been in the uh, classic rock magazine and you've been in the um, you've been in the um news a lot lately. Radio. How's how's uh, that all going? We'll for never you? be too big for. Yeah, don't AQ. be surprised. Yeah. But... <laughs> 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 oh, we're having Got a of people.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool they're kind of just small small little things it's kind of sometimes hard to kind of realize what they mean when they're happening because sometimes something will happen and you'll think it's quite a big deal or it might be feel like a big deal to you but then in some other ways it's just kind of not much at all but um
2: yeah it's super hard to quantify things but we were like that classic rock magazine that you mentioned we yeah, were, stoked we're, on we're that. real happy
3: we used yeah. to read their magazine and stuff when we were kids so yeah, yeah like I've got about a we'll,
1: hundred fucking yeah. magazines from them. Yeah, fucking, yeah I collected. Yeah,
3: because it was like a voting thing and we got, you know, third third place out of, I don't know, five or whatever it was. But just to, <laughs> to know that some people voted for our song. was, was like 10, now. Oh, ten. That was sick. Um, yeah, to know that some people voted for our song is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I thought
2: I thought it, that was kind of cool seeing th- that. Th- was yeah, that? we was were... There- we were absolutely stoked with that because uh, it was the Dicky Betts band. Uh, sorry, the, the Dicky <laughs> Betts, the um, the Almond Betts band has two. I think what they're just sons, nephews of legends. Um, so we were yeah, we were pretty honoured to get mentioned in the same sentence as those guys.
1: Yeah, you guys were yeah, mentioned in there. There was um, there, you guys were among like the Jailbirds and Cory Glover and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
3: it's um, it was cool to also see that um, they had kind of written something that you know they had actually listened to it and written something that they felt was appropriate about us you know their own mm. own own bit of an opinion on it which is cool rather than just the standard
4: standard jargon so have you guys noticed an like an uptick in your popularity after that like
2: was it a was on it a big YouTube, push yeah because that was um <clears throat> sorry i'm joking on a piece of pasta um <laughs> on youtube yeah we did um it uh, I think it more than doubled our um, YouTube streams on that particular oh, video because it was all centered around um, a single. So we released mm-hmm. the album two weeks ago, um, but the the Classic Rock magazine piece was on a single, and they shared the video, the uh, music video for each of the band singles that they were talking about. So yeah, that more than doubled in the space of a week. So that was pretty cool.
1: That's pretty wild. That's like God. that's so cool that. Uh, it was on your, it was with your song Away with uh, Murder. Is that, that is on your new album, eh? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. That so was that the, is...
1: the last single. The third single, yeah. yeah. That we put out before the album. But yeah.
0: Was there a specific part uh, when you guys were doing music, like between your EP or your album, where everything kind of blew up? Do you think there was a, a, a kind of primal point where it all got like very real? Like this was going to be a real thing?
2: Uh, yeah I would say it was definitely based around the album. Um, we got a lot of momentum we started recording the album last year around uh, August July August so around this time actually um, and <clears throat> as we were doing that um, and getting to get all the material we started to make some really good connections especially in the New Zealand festival scene and what progressed us, The most quickly, I think, was um, getting, it was kind of a trio. So we went Rhythm and Binds on the 29th, and then we played a Tides Festival on the Mount on the 31st. And then we had Mm -hmm. Ness Fest in Hawke's Bay on the 12th of January. And those three, all at kind of a similar time, as we were also releasing our second single, Southern Cold, um, I think it set us on a pretty good course to break to the greater public a, a lot better than we had previously with, say, the EP.
3: Yeah, got us in front of a, a lot more people than just playing Auckland club gigs and stuff like that. Playing those bigger festivals and to be able to get a good response from those shows was pretty pretty cool. It pretty was, good feeling.
2: Yeah, it was kind of perfect because we're as much as we're really happy with what we've done on the album. Well, we are very happy and we've had great response from it. Um, we're at heart a live band, which um, you can you can really put across when you're playing those festivals to new people. And uh, they they understand your energy and see what you're all about. So that was the perfect way for us to break ourselves. Got all got away.
3: all five yeah. senses going there watching us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, you know, just
1: yeah, yeah that's me. Feel that's us, mean. taste us. <laughs> Do you guys um with the with the um new album that you've obviously first banned to release it on vinyl since September of 1987, which is like 32 years ago. No, yeah, 32 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Not, that's it. a long. I'm
4: not going to check your math.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I dropped that. That's at least thirty. So yeah, that's all good. So like, did you guys record that whole album on analog? We were debating this before. Did you record on digital or did you record on analog? Or... <laughs> nah, we wish we were good enough to record it yeah. analog. The the whole that... the whole vi- <laughs> the whole vinyl idea came.
3: I mean, we hadn't completely finished the album, but um, the whole recording process of the album took a long time. It kind of started just because we had you know, 10-plus songs, and we were saying, oh, that's enough for an album, let's do it kind of thing. And then towards the end, um, our, it just kind of happened with timing that our friends who are holiday records, um, Ben and Joel, were doing their thing and talking about doing, you know, the fir- first vinyl press and just timing. Like, we thought the timing could work out, and it, it ended up working out for us. But, yeah, we didn't, we didn't um, record it analog. Maybe one day it would be cool to record something on tape
2: Next we, step. It, was, it yeah. was recorded digital, but then uh, it was it, it was, was, was mixed mastered, through the t- yeah, mixed through the tape. It was put through the yeah. tape machine, so so it's got a little bit of that of feel.
3: that old school vibe, and um, that's all good. It, yeah, it yeah, does. It, re- it
1: does have the old school vibe.
3: Yeah, we try to. I mean, it's pretty hard <laughs> to steer clear of all those modern day technology, You know, just to <laughs> fix a little little hiccup here or there. It's pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the, just
4: the convenience of, of like if you make a mistake to just go back and delete it.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I at think at the it's... same time, there's some, uh, there's some <coughs> not so much oh, great mistakes almost. Like, I think, uh, Sunflower Fields, the fifth song, perhaps. Um, there's, there's a section, it's quite a quiet song, and there's a section uh, just before the whole band comes in, you can kind of hear a clearing of the throat or a counting yeah. from mm. someone. And it just to not take things like that out. It's really we,
3: we did, we did like everything was recorded, like the first track, like all drums, bass, and guitar were all recorded kind of one take together and then things were thrown on top of that so there was like we still wanted to get across that um kind of jam vibe instead of kind of laying the drums down and putting things and just layering like that we still wanted to record playing with each other yeah
1: whereabouts did you guys record your album did you record it at home or did you record it in a studio
2: we did this one at the lab in mount eden
1: yeah very nice studio
2: (laughs) yeah so we it didn't like the actual recording time of it didn't take a long time, but just uh, slotting in with uh, booking times and
3: money essentially money
2: when you're yeah. when you're not all at work and that sort of stuff. So we probably did the whole album in about fifteen days or something
3: of actual studio time. Well, it was about a song a day for Yeah. recording. Yeah, it, so less than
2: that, 10, oh, 11 songs. After yeah, eleven yeah eleven days, but um yeah the the time kind of stretched out because we were fitting in in between. Everything else. Are
0: you guys still working right now? Like doing other jobs? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I
2: think um, New Zealand's quite a small fishbowl, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you tried to play Auckland two nights in the same week, you'd be you'd be pushing shit uphill at our <laughs> kind of level of yeah, at our level of whatever we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, level of
3: yeah. As as <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach and Jesse they hire out construction equipment. Yeah, Brad makes coffee and. I'm a builder, so there's a bit of a bit of difference between our day lives and and nighttime. Nighttime, yeah.
0: <laughs> were you guys a band for a very long time before you started getting successful off it, or different nah, bands? So we're,
2: we've been together two years. Oh. Um, yeah, just pushing two years as a band, the four of us. Um, Brad's been, and I'm not sure if you you might have heard of it. Two cartoons. Uh, um, I haven't. I haven't heard of no. it. <laughs> no, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's another. <laughs> from Dunedin um, and yeah. they, they got some really good success and cruised over to um, London and came back here oh. and um, just about what uh, a couple of months ago they ended up breaking up um, and going their separate ways but we, we're really stoked to get all of Brad's time now which is it, yeah <laughs> definitely pushes the, the band forward a lot faster and it coincided up with us doing good things as well.
1: Was that side project sort of the same, like bringing back the vintage, uh, the
2: classic vintage rock sound, or is the Nah, so it was definitely very much in the indie rock scene. Um, so Brad, all four. To be of honest, us, we were the side project. We started ah, off. It was yeah. the side project, yeah. yeah and we... then we uh, we did what we do well, and we weasled our way in. Yeah,
3: he tried very to well. he tried to leave a couple of times, but we won him with a few good shows and a couple of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um so you guys like um you guys you guys obviously really enjoy the classic um, vintage rock scene and stuff which you don't hear too much nowadays is it sort of are you trying to aim for the rebirth of that sort of sound I mean I think we firstly we're just playing what
3: we like yeah I don't think we're actively trying to bring something back or you know like I I, I love the idea if I if we can play a show in it and then you know people look at what we're into and it turns them on to stones and um, Tom Petty and some of the older blues stuff as well. Like that, that'd be cool if people did that. But it's definitely that's not well. Personally, it's not my goal necessarily. Like we make the music we make because it's kind of what we like making. We can't really go out there and make any other type of album. I don't think yeah. <laughs> it would sound pretty terrible.
2: This, this band was able to make another sort of album.
3: Yeah, it was pretty clear from the get go what um kind of before we got Brad and we weren't too sure exactly. We just wanted to kind of be a band. And have fun doing it, but it was, when Brad came in, it was pretty clear of what what we should have been doing, which we is rock really and roll. Really lucky
2: because Brad was very much brought up on the same stuff as us, and uh, at uni he was obviously doing the uh, the indie rock thing. But I don't think it ever went away the his love for the music that we do play. So it, yeah, it's a perfect perfect marriage.
4: <laughs> well, there's is an interesting renaissance of this that sort of music style, like I've a Real big fan of Jack White, and he he's got that yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. where he's got brought back of that the record press, and you can go and record a song anal- on an analog and on tape,
2: and then see it yeah. produced. Yeah, it, Jack White actually, um, he's I don't know how quite what the relationship was. It,
3: it's just that his machine that he has because there's something about well, we're talking about the record pressing machine that Holiday Records have that pressed our al- album because mm. um, he Wally uh, Ben Wallace, the guy that um, owns holiday records he's a huge jack white fan and um when he came oh, yeah. here with the tours, they like he came in store and stuff and he was losing his nut over it but um, <laughs> yeah i think he got the idea from jack white i think he has the same press and it's like the idea about this press is that it's quite compact and things like that i think back in the day and most other presses are take up a lot more room and a lot larger and take a lot more manpower to kind of work but this one's um yeah, quite compact like it's just and it's like the idea about this press is that it's quite compact and things like that i think back in the day and most other presses are take up a lot more room and a lot larger and take a lot more manpower to kind of work but this one's um yeah quite compact like it's just in the back of their store which isn't huge so um yeah do you feel you like
0: that's a, a kind of a I think that's going to s- stay in for a long time or do you think it's going to fade out a bit the the whole vinyl thing
2: uh, I think the the fact like having something tangible in your hands, you can't really beat it, and it's the best tangible thing that's been there. CDs yeah. were quite hollow. Tapes mm. didn't have the uh, the ability to do it tapes about it, a little bit it. of a
3: comeback. Yeah,
2: maybe, but, yeah. It, yeah, that's on the back of the whole '90s thing, but they just didn't have the ability to do that kind of classic justice. Um, but that's where the, the records fall in perfectly and that they're timeless. They're kind of the original way that people listen to music and they've got a great like point of difference in sound. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll definitely, whether or not the boom stays as big as it is, but they'll definitely keep a place yeah. in... And everybody's listening collection?
3: The thing will be, I think it's hard to tell because I remember when I started collecting records when I was about 18 or something, my mum was a bit like godsmacked and she didn't know why. And, she, and I kind of you know, explained my reasons and explained that other people are doing it kind of thing. And she, she was telling me about the amazing record collection she had. And then as soon as CDs came into town, it was just literally like chuck them in the bin. Which is, um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's hard to tell sometimes what's... Um, you never know. Like, I could never imagine you know, in 20, 30, 50 years or whatever, people collecting CDs or something like that. That's a horrendous thought. All, like, <laughs> I think they're pretty awful things. But yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what they would have thought about vinyl, you know, that gets one scratch and it's fucked. If you jump up and down in the room, it skips around. But we're in 2019 and we just did our first press and we're almost sold out, so
1: how how was the um how was the feeling of just getting a first vinyl like obviously when you first saw it uh you know printed like how how was the feeling of getting that and seeing it and, and holding it for the first time
2: yeah it was really cool um it's it's kind of funny because you don't, your first one that you get's not perfected, especially because um, it was holiday records. The first press. Um There's a brand new machine. They were kind of doing little adjustments and things, and we were their guinea pig. And so they gave us the fir- very first press record and said to us, here, take this away, have a listen right the way through, see what you think, um, if there's any adjustments in places. And so it was, as much as it was incredible to get our first one, we kind of had a purpose when we got given it. So we took it home and we all sat down and had a listen and um, Brad especially who's got a really good sonic knowledge um, picked his way through it and um, we took it back and then they did a little adjustment so it's quite a process but at the end of it to get 150 of them knocked out in the sleeves and to be holding that and know that you put all the work in to get it done, it's yeah, it was yeah. bloody cool. Personally,
3: seeing the the actual like cover more so than the vinyl itself, because you know, listen to the songs hundreds of times, kind of times mixing it, but actually seeing the, the case and seeing our, our mugs on there was, um, <laughs> <Complantic>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely like a goosebump or two, but um, yeah.
4: Well, actually, it's funny enough that you brought up the, the you know, faces on the album cover because when I saw it the other day when Scott said said that we were doing an interview with you guys, I instantly thought Robert Plant, Taylor Hawkins, Johnny Ramone, and uh, Brendan Benson from The Raconteurs. That's <laughs> I, that
3: would be a pretty good band. I would go, I was like, no, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs>
2: um we actually what did we we took we had a look at a few the of the Stooges, Stooges, covers, Stooges album it. covers um and we we went in to take the photos because we wanted something super classic and all those late 60s early 70s records were photos of the band as opposed to artworks um so we went into the studio to take the photos and we went in with the idea we're gonna go fucking black it's gonna be dark it's gonna be a bit ominous Black and, and white, then when we baby. arrived in there christian who took the photo had a um a big blue sheet from his last shoot that he'd done it was kind of like turquoise <laughs> no whatever yeah you call it, turquoise-y. turquoise yeah. um Come and uh so he was like oh sod it we'll we'll step on that and take a few photos there and we banged through that and in the end we were kind of like oh we like the blue we'll I, stick with that
3: I, I i remember going in i think i i wanted to take a few photos with it because it reminded me of you know when you'd get your childhood like at school you would get school photo day and you'd go <laughs> yeah. like you meet up with your siblings or whatever like at different times you get your photos done and your parents could buy them or whatever rip off but it reminded me of the backdrop that you had when you do those photos which i thought was kind of kind of funny kind of cool and then yeah. i thought we'd just try a few and then get onto the black uh, backdrop but okay, it's stuck man, nice.
4: yeah that's awesome it, yeah, it does really but yeah it does give me that 60s 70s vibe of yeah, and now you say stooges i i definitely yeah get stooges from yeah, that
2: jump on and have a look at the stooges cover after you go oh yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what's, what's your guys like favorite albums of all times? You know, what's your most influential albums? Obviously, you got a vast knowledge on, well, on music. More
0: specifically, and, like, what really inspired your bands the most? I think it's really... Musically? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. When we started out, our first thing, um, mainly probably driven by myself and Yoni, was The Doors. We loved The Doors. Um, but it just yeah. the instrumentation doesn't really lend itself to that sort of kind of slower, a uh, little bit ominous.
3: Can't, can't do that jazz drumming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: and we, we ended up um, pushing way more towards kind of early 70s bands and then uh, Tom Petty as well. But yeah, lots lots of rolling stones towards the end of what we were doing with the album. The, the last two songs off the album definitely um, sort of tip the hat to the doors. We've got a a really strongly connected song in there with Taj Mahal, who's a um, blues musician. Like, a, I don't know where he's from, actually, but he was kind of the next generation after the Muddy Waters' um, BB King. And, yeah. The few tip of the hat's still at Tom Petty as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in terms of albums
3: like um, Dan the Torpedoes and things like that and L.A. Woman, and, I mean, we could list albums for days, really.
2: I really like my favorite band of all time is um, Fleetwood Mac before they got All the Girls and got famous <laughs> when they had Peter Green in the band. Um, and it was like, it was basically They're a blues a, band. It was a take out <clears> of <throat> um, John Mayall's Blues Breakers. Mm. It was kind of a hand, hand picked from that band, and they made a new band. Um, so yeah, there's mm. there's all sorts of influences from around that time. Mm. And yeah, we, I don't think that we come across as blatantly one band because we have had so many influences from there. And I don't think we're, we never considered ourselves good enough to rip someone straight off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one of the good things about
3: we, being in 2019 and being able to access pretty much any music that's been recorded. You're able to just have access to it all and take from all of it compared to back in the day. We're the guys that we, um, that have kind of inspired us, like the Rolling Stones. And all those guys, when they were kids, you know, they would have to you know, send off, like, wait for vinyl to come in from America of these old blues guys, and they could only listen to, you know, a few songs, and they'd all have to meet up at their friends' places to kind of listen to this music. So we're pretty, pretty lucky to be able to just, you know, listen to so to many whatever. different genres and bands of over like so many decades yeah. and kind of take from it all.
2: We're listening to a great um, modern um, pianist quite a bit when. Well, he's not a pianist, but there's a piano-driven band, um, Low Cut Connie, mm. when we were uh, recording the album as well.
4: Well, I think I think that what vinyl, what you guys are saying about the vinyl resurgence before you don't think it will go away, I think that like, communal feeling of listening to a record together is something that vinyl will, uh, has more so over other mediums. Because you you can have it there, you can see it, you can experience it as a full tactile experience
2: yeah and okay. someone's got to stand up go to the corner and put <laughs> it on as well
4: who's yeah. yeah. <laughs> a sucker that's got to stand up and turn it over
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool it's, you know someone you can't just chuck skip you know you can't just skip the song yeah. I, I I like it because it, it forces you to listen to the album the way that the the creator of the album wanted it to be listened you know as musicians ourselves we, we i think we put a lot more time into kind of more than people realize into Say something as simple as ordering the songs on the album. You know, we we kind of there's a reason why each song is in each place and why it ends and starts a certain way. So
2: there's actually a really interesting story behind that that we didn't think about till right at the end. And I think it was we were going through might have might have been exile on Main Street. I can't remember which one. Regardless. Um, We were listening to it and um, Brad goes, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. The vinyl, as you get closer to the middle of the vinyl, the quality of sound gets slightly worse. And so um, people back when they were producing albums specifically for vinyl uh, would have their quieter songs finish uh, each side. And so, song track five, for instance, for us, Sunflower Fields, we would realised before we fully ordered the track listing, but that's the end of a side, and so it was kind of perfect that that song, clouds, huh? our only fade out song, that's awesome, that's yeah, cool. Um, I don't even the, know that.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the end of, it's pretty cool. On the end of um, it's um Abbey Road because the um when it gets to the middle of the record, like it keeps playing in a loop. You know what I mean? Like it never stops. So most albums they like just colour, it but on the end of abbey road it actually has a continuous yeah yeah Really? It, it, yeah yeah and all. so like, the needle if, goes it just continuous. yeah what's the oh, i forgot the
1: name that's of that's crazy that's like oh. the beatles are so weird because they do like yeah like, yeah the beatles
2: are great because people kind of...
1: I've, I've actually been getting into like vintage
2: like, so creative
1: yeah, yeah yeah like i've been jamming the shit out of the beatles and stuff lately and you said um dan the torpedoes and stuff i listened to that album just the other week and uh because i'm trying to listen to as much albums as possible at the moment just all the way through and like some of those those um older bands you don't really take for granted just like how how different they could be and stuff you know that the, that epi roads thing just i don't even know about that you would think that they'll be like well known <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well it's so cool like you were saying earlier like Did you guys record to tape And man the level of musicianship back then To be recording to tape And not to have any of the modern day luxuries That we had All those bands were just kind of like the cream of the crop Whereas yeah, yeah. today more and more people Can have a crack and throw their 10 cents in Which is fantastic But it does make you appreciate mm-hmm. just how good they really were
3: you know, It's like our, our, our EP that we did We did it in, in my bedroom You know just because we thought we'd have a good crack at recording it on the cheap before we went and dropped the big bucks in the studio. Yeah, yeah anyone can do it really if you've got a MacBook and a couple <laughs> microphones.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Two songs.
0: I was going to ask if there was a, like, a somewhere out there a worse version of your EP or your album, just recorded on a home, on a so home the setup.
2: The only song that you would have that opportunity with is Fowler Street, the second song off the album, which we recorded for the EP. And then we never quite got it to the point where we wanted it to be. And so we kept that and saved it for the album. Feller
1: Street's a good song. Yeah, yeah, everyone here really likes that song. I just
4: just got that chorus, but stuck in my head all of yesterday driving around i was like just humming it and tapping on my leg it's like stop <laughs> <laughs> it's a good nah song. keep 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 doing it <laughs> <laughs> keep don't stop end up in the bushes
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah we we had we actually quite enjoyed a lot of songs we were just listening to it just we were listening to it again before the podcast just to get into the vibes and stuff and i was like this is my favorite song and i was like wait I had the next song. this is my favorite song they're yeah. all just like they're pretty good songs yeah quite quite a collection
2: that's, yeah, that's off the EP, and that song Yoni, oh, without any instrumentation. When we were walking down a little path in saw, yeah, Costa Rica, sang, sang to it, the paddling
1: beach. out. Yeah. yeah, that's so trippy, man. So you're just like,
2: yeah, yeah. We were wondering. I didn't
1: want to sound like a dumbass, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> on your um on your introduction, of course, when we were
2: researching, it says
1: Minnie Simmons is a rock and roll band from Auckland, New Zealand, dreamt up on the Pacific highways of Mexico.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, Yon and I, um, we booked flights and had a six-month trip through Central America um, and we bought a car up in Ventura, California and we drove all the way down to Panama and on the way... Did we make it to Panama? Well to the top of Panama, oh, to yeah. the border. <laughs> Sorry, so it doesn't affect the story at all. Um, and, and we were uh, on the way, we were, kinda, um, we were making up little raps and rhymes and... Bits and pieces, and then when we got to the end, we were like, Damn, we don't want this to finish. It's been so fun. We got to go back and earn money and get jobs, whatever. But we want something to look forward to, and so we decided before we left that we were going to get together a band. So, for like the last three or four weeks, we were um, coming up with these little tunes. And with no instrumentation and singing, bought little to notebooks each other. and yeah, yeah, bought notebooks and wrote out little songs in
3: them. We'd take turns in the car by ourselves so we could kind of figure out melodies and things and then come back and sing them to the boys. And,
1: that's uh, really cool, yeah, actually. That's a dope origin story. Yeah, that's sick. So cool.
3: <laughs> Slippery Gypsy made it, made it onto the EP, and that was one of those. Oh, really? I think it was on the first. Yeah, it was about my, it was about my um, ex girlfriend that was, oh. she owed me, she owed me, um, Bit of money which I desperately needed at that that point in time in the trip, so which she didn't decided not to give to me. So
1: I she thought, is a little bit I of thought, a slippery gypsy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought that name was pretty fitting. Yeah, she did not. So, but, but still she still she still hasn't paid me. so
0: this <laughs> stays. was still that better. while you guys were together or like after? Was she your ex at that point when you were writing yeah, the song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: I wasn't yeah, going to go on a surf trip three weeks ago with a girlfriend so <laughs>
2: <laughs> only i managed that yeah zach
1: pulled it off it was very <laughs> impressive um that's really cool that you guys met over a surfing trip and you guys are named after a type of surfboard and minnie simmons a Minnesota type of um a type of surfboard yeah, right? Fast yeah. and loose, yeah. Yeah, so it's a
2: short, fat surfboard. And yeah, as Johnny said, it's real fast and loose. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you feel
4: that that trip affected like, your progression into becoming a band? Do you think something would have happened? Uh, like, would you have formed a band if you hadn't have done that trip?
3: Oh, no way, I don't think. To be, to be honest, I, I've known Zach and Jesse since, I, well, personally, I've known them since I was five, but um, I kinda, we went to primary school together and we actually did go to, there's a bit of an age gap, especially between Zach and I. But in high school weren't weren't close at all, and the years following that, yeah, pretty much, little to no contact, pretty much, until I started working with Jesse a bit. But um, it wasn't till that trip that I'm not going to speak for Zach and Jesse because they're brothers. But personally, my relationship with them it went from kind of just being these family friends to being my best buds. Yeah, if it wasn't for that trip, yeah, who who knows? I might, I mean, I might have finished my degree, but. <laughs> Probably would have been in a very different place. And yeah, definitely wouldn't have been in the band. I didn't play drums for five plus years or something um, before starting the band. So music wasn't really happening in my life.
4: Yeah. Or well, you could almost say like your your spiritual journey. Like there's that walk that you can do from the top of the North Island to the South. And there's one in Spain, the Walk
1: of the Priests, I think it's called. My boss did that one. The one from the... In I like Spain. The, the, the big fucking walk in Spain. Yep. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Would you you say that was your spiritual journey where you learned a lot about yourselves as well as having the idea to form the band?
2: Definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of growth. We're we're highly unspiritual, but I believe that you're (laughs) totally correct with that.
3: I'm (laughs) spiritual to an extent. I love (laughs) a lot of love for some people. Love's the way, man. Yeah, Yeah, we're not a happy band, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair
1: enough.
3: Let's drink some bourbon.
1: Okay. Uh, Yo, um, so... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. You guys, um... <laughs> oh, so did you guys... When you
0: guys finished this album, did it change your kind of perspective on music? Are you guys going to do a different kind of path now? Or yeah. Did it kind of strengthen that at all?
2: Uh, definitely not. We're not going to do a different... We're not going to go down a different path. Well, as I'm... I guess sh- the path just widens a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as I'm sure. Or maybe takes, like, a little divergent. Um, But as a lot of bands do with a second album or next work, they, uh take a little bit of a
3: you always learn from it
2: and yeah Yeah. learn from what you've done and pick good bits and pick other bits that you've been uh, exposed to in the time since you recorded because you're constantly getting new influences if you listen to new music and you're going to get pretty stale if you just put out the same thing all over again
3: change is a pretty gradual thing i think when it comes to Mm. creativity for us anyway so i think it will change and hopefully for the better but um, our thing, like our, our kind of vibe is pretty obvious and we're wearing those boots and it'll be pretty hard to take off. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to steer too far from what we're doing. And considering we've had pretty good response from the album and what we're doing, I think it'd be silly to, you know, chuck a U-turn.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing um, that we've already, because we have already started writing some new material, Um And one thing that's already kind of coming out in it is there are probably a few more mellow songs. Not that we're consciously doing it, and there'll still definitely be the rock and roll, but um, there's just... A bit bit more diversity. Yeah, a little bit more in the way of dynamics, perhaps.
1: Do you guys, like, uh, do you guys have any modern bands that you really look towards for inspiration or you really enjoy listening to or anything or is it mainly just the old stuff um, Locock yeah. connie that we mentioned before I quite like
3: um, and there's another band in Auckland racing that are pretty cool and, um, racing yeah. yeah
2: they came out of you guys would have heard the checks
4: uh, yeah maybe,
2: maybe not yeah. You yeah, I think so five, six years ago. Um, racing came out of the yeah. embers of checks. Um, some, some cool other things. cool Auckland bands, uh Smokestack Slum. Uh who oh Arthur Arbez and then uh, we're playing with mm-hmm. one of the members of that Joe Gap yeah. at our next uh at our next
3: game. Yeah. I mean Babe Rainbow as well. Uh, we played with them at Nesfest and I their vibe. they're kinda of doing kinda of like the the mallow version of what we're doing. They're doing that very seventies hippie Mellow vibe. Which is pretty cool.
2: Maybe yeah, even more sixties. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a few cool bands in Australia and stuff, and there's a few um the growlers and things like that.
2: We had quite a bit of a listen to Twin Peaks after one of our our mates, who's um, super into oh, like that surf punk scene in Australia. He heard our band for the first, well, not the first time, but a time they saw us live and he's like oh you guys should get into twin peaks i think brad was already really into them Mm, um a band called
3: yeah they're from chicago i think
2: yeah yeah, a band called doors d-a-w-e-s um yeah there's there's a whole bunch of stuff natural child was a great one that brad brought up um when we were just finishing the ep i think um that kind of have to describe what they are but yeah there's there's a whole lot of black
3: keys just put case. out albums as well which is pretty cool you vibe with the
1: black keys and stuff
3: yeah black keys are cool man they um Sweet. they definitely take heavily from the that blues vibe and I kind of yeah. like what they've just put out it's kind of like they've gone back to their earlier stuff a lot like, of those bigger current rock bands like not always Kings a, of Leon yeah I'm not a big fan of necessarily their recent bigger pop stuff but a lot but of when they first
1: onto the scene yeah that were basically... yeah like them and
3: like cage the elephant and stuff like their early stuff oh, yeah. is pretty cool you know yeah, we yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to sell out at some point, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> some ways, <of> yeah. being <laughs> cheap, I can't say I. Will, got,
2: you guys aren't gonna. Like I to come think I would have. A band called the Sheepdogs in that classic um, rock magazine thing, and we had a little listen to them after we hadn't before. And they're a Canadian band. They were quite cool.
1: Do you guys, like, I'm going to ask this, even though they were like, don't ask it because it might sound like a dick, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you guys, do you guys, um, you've heard of Greta Van Fleet, eh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you guys get many, because it's just, it's just kind of cool, because your band and Greta Van Fleet kind of, that you guys have come on to the, this whole new um classic rock scene, and, and um, Greta Van Fleet's quite popular for it. Do you guys vibe with them or not really, or do you get many comparisons I'm, to them? I'm
3: stoked. I'm stoked that, uh, A band doing the seventies thing is. Blown up to the extent that they have.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. And we we haven't actually had a whole lot of Greta Van Fleet not comparisons, but people haven't really talked to us a whole lot about it. But um, we totally understand it, and I think they're man, they're insane musicians. It's ridiculous. Um, but kind of like what I was talking about earlier, um, where we don't fit into a single band's mold. I think they've been just it by the media, they've caught the Led Zeppelin bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are Led Zeppelin. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and the same—not this to the same extent because they sound a lot more modern. But the Struts kind of have the same thing with uh, Queen.
1: The Mm -hmm. Struts—I haven't checked them out yet.
2: Yeah, have a have a look at them after this. Um, uh, yes, in similar sort of vein um, to the way Led Zeppelin. gets... sorry, (laughs) good (laughs) event. Oh
1: yeah, the the Struts even look like the guys from Queen. I like, and and yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I get that vibe. I get that
2: vibe. But I mean, I think they're coming to New Zealand soon. And uh, we'll never hold it against them, and we'll go to their show to see the dip- musicians for yeah,
3: sure. We still, yeah, we're definitely, um, definitely like when we saw them blowing up, you know, they've been winning Grammys and. Selling out fucking all around the world and we're definitely kind of thinking that's that's awesome because that's uh that's our way in you know what i mean let's ride this train let's jump on the back of that and um it it kind of showed me that there are a bunch of people um you know that the 70s 60s rock and roll stuff it's not it's not dead and um young kids yeah yeah it's a lot of young fans and things like that so you have a whole sorry oh it's just it's cool to know that we're not we're not um putting our music out to people that aren't listening you know what i I mean it's nice to know that there that there is an
1: audience out there that
3: um we have a
1: good shot at um impressing and liking our shit yeah yeah do you guys at your show see like a, a lot of younger people or is it mainly sort of um you're a, uh, older or you know
2: our shows so far have been
1: 25 to
2: 35 yeah oh uh, maybe a few yeah maybe like 22 to 35 somewhere in that bracket Definitely not, oh, yeah. uh, not the real young kids and not the, oh, we've had a few. I guys. think
3: I think maybe more so than most other bands at, at our level. Um, I think we pull a, bit, a few more of the older crowd just because of, um, you know, we play music more similar to what they used to listen to when they were younger.
1: You'd get along with pubs real well. Like, pubs would love you guys. Uh, you guys sat, yeah, um, sure. yeah they would get we, a bit
2: rowdy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys um oh, i lost my train of thought again <laughs> <laughs> dude
4: i'll interject on that then. uh so have you guys got any aspirations for tours uh, like a album tour continuing over to australia
2: yeah absolutely um so that was the goal we haven't uh we haven't, haven't finalized fruition yet yeah. yeah, but that's the goal after we finish up um here in auckland mid-august um we're definitely eyeing something up for australia it'd probably be at this stage it'd be september october
1: that's what i was gonna say you you guys would be like really well to be paired with like um like you said the struts and grita van fleet and stuff if they ever did a show in new zealand you guys have to do those shows there's heaps of bands that you guys could just do shows with and i'd be like mean i'd go to that show and i'll be like this is a really good show because they paired it up really well
2: you know what I yeah. mean? yeah yeah we'll throw our names in the hat absolutely um, and we're be stoked to get it. We'd we'd take it every day of the week. Um, but yeah, we we don't get the final say. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. What you, you can do is ask, I suppose. Have
1: you guys? Uh, done, yeah, saying,
4: yeah.
0: Who organises those shows for you guys? Like, the uh,
2: shows that we're currently doing.
0: Yeah, like the touring and.
2: Uh, so we. Had a pretty good idea of where we wanted to play, and then we spoke with Harry, who's managing us, um, and he is also his nest fest man, um, and he he does all the booking and kind of confirmed, yeah, that's a good place to play. What well, that might not be, um, so. Yeah, he, he looks after all the bookings, side of not Yeah, it's a bit easier than you think, kind of, to book a I New am. Zealand tour
3: if you yeah. If you're yeah ahead of time. Yeah,
2: in this day and age, every, everyone's so accessible. Everyone's got a mobile phone. Number everyone's got social media. You can uh, yeah pick up the phone and you can be booked in the next ten minutes.
1: Sweet as. Do you guys um a couple last questions before we wrap this all up? Do you guys um you guys have any particular bands you really really enjoyed
2: with? What was your favourite show you've
1: ever played or anything? Or biggest band uh, you've ever played or
2: the, the biggest show that we've played to date would definitely be Nessfest. So that was on the 12th of January this year and it's actually coming back for a second year. The year coming, it's in Hawke's Bay at What's the place called? Oh, no. It was a yeah, big, wine big, wine. Uh, big vineyard in um, Hawke's Bay and oh, Black Barn. Yeah. Black Barn Winery. Um, and they've got an amazing amphitheater, like natural amphitheater, um, big kind of like um, shell of a stage. And there's about 2,000 people along there. And across the course of the day, there would have been nine, eight, nine acts play. Um, so, and some big names as well, like Bay, Bay Rainbow, Connor Moccasin. That was our biggest show. And then our personal. I think highlights.
3: I like playing with um in Australia in Sydney, this band called Eagle Eye Jones. They're real cool. Yeah, we play with them a few months ago and um, <laughs> checked them out they're sick they're cool guys I okay, okay. met them like soulmates kind of band soulmates they're cool guys cool music <laughs>
1: if you guys play in Australia can you play could you please do a show with
4: you know these I mean? are you
1: the chats no 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 <laughs> no, no 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard could you please do a show oh, with uh... them? that would blow Brad's mind is such a big fan <laughs> <thing. laughs> we, we would
3: love to that, 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 they're blowing up they're sick it's but, fucking um,
1: crazy yeah. that, that's, that's
3: not up to us <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: But it has to happen that is that that is a show of a lifetime right there they're a ludicrously good band there's so many solid musicians well not solid but great musicians in that band i think they got two drummers huh yeah yeah two drum
1: i heard their song rattlesnake i think and i was like what the fuck am i it was pretty good
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're cool They're they're doing something Like pretty different And
2: doing it well So it's We saw them at Laneway Two years ago And They just about Fell off my feet They're just that much Coming out of them
4: So you guys uh, I said you played At Rhythm and Vines How did you find that How was your reception Like how was the crowd's Reception of you guys
2: It was It it was Our crowd reception That was watching us Was amazing Like that's actually One of the better shows That we have played As a band as well Um, If not a little bit fast Yeah (laughs) Um, Ha <laughs> But um, yeah. the crowd, the crowd that was watching us, we got amazing feedback from. But it was bloody funny walking through Rhythm and Binds, and
3: Yeah, we got rock and roll doesn't really have any right to be at that festival. To be honest, it felt like <laughs> we got a lot, of,
2: we got a lot of funny looks going through the crowd, a little bit of hate.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, um, it, no, it was cool. It was, um, it was cool to play, and uh, yeah, like Zach said, the three four hundred people that watched us play there were loving it. And, um,
2: that's pretty good.
3: That's that's I, mean though. Yeah, I think most people most people come away from our show just having a pretty good time i'd hope
2: we got paired up perfectly with uh one of the biggest headline acts of the whole thing just happened to be playing the same slot as us i can't even remember who it was but people that left that so no name cause, rather because they weren't enjoying it um and came over to us we got messages afterwards saying oh my god you guys made our mate, that oh mate, oh mate. So
1: that was cool. <laughs> nice still Yeah, I think is that all our questions? I I had one question written here that I want to ask just just okay. because I forgot. How was the how was the? Um, I watched your video your video clip right, and it tripped me the fuck out. It was uh it was a away with murder. Yeah. 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 Was that funky ass to film or like what was that all about? That that really weirded we got, me we,
3: out. We, we got to give tip of the hat to our main man Christian. Yeah,
1: we
2: got I so can't to, pronounce
3: his last name. Yeah, so <laughs> last.
2: We got so looked after on that one by Christian. We went to him with the song and said uh, we wanna we'd already done um, our previous video for kids off broadway with him but the kids off broadway one was he very, just edited yeah it was finished. very simple it was just kinda like live music video um but this one he came up with the whole concept he told us what to do directed us around and then edited the shit out of our faces so <laughs> like that we had another guy um who Harry's done some stuff with come up to us and um he say, does
3: all the videos for Soaked goats and things like that.
2: Yeah Jake came up to us and was like oh my god you guys are so lucky to have worked with Christian on that. I don't know how he cut up that many shots. I don't know, I don't know any of the technical terms, but frames and spliced them all together to yeah. make what he did. It was, yeah. It was a we were super stoked with the video when time. we kind of, I remember seeing that and going like, Oh, that looks like a,
3: that that's a video that like a proper band would have.
1: It fucked me up, man. I was watching that and I, I came out a different person. on the other
2: <laughs> Are you guys doing a, um, another video
1: or anything by any chance?
2: Yeah, I would say we'll definitely do. We're kind of tossing up at the moment. Um, um, too, so you guys can Throw your 10 cents I think it'll be Some far sure. fields Or when it rains It pours off the album You guys can have a listen And send us a message Which one you want to see The <laughs> music <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean We'll hit yeah, you
3: up in with this what in this in this day and age. I mean, you can kind of do music videos for as many songs as you can you can afford. Really, it used to be like you just do the singles, but um,
2: nah. People just want to be taken on a like have a story told to them, and I think you can do that really well with video. And it, um, it gets you out there on another platform.
3: YouTube's yeah, it's, it's right another just another vent of creativity as well. Yeah, just another way we can express ourselves. I suppose. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah definitely. We were talking to a band who was doing a music video for. Every
1: every one of their songs. Yeah, they do a video for every song they create they want to. They haven't really... It sounds tiresome. that's,
2: (laughs) That's the way forward though. That's, Like uh, yeah, if you want to reach the people and you want to, every band needs content with this, um, like this fast-changing social media climate. You Mm. need a new post. You need new content for every bloody Instagram feed and Facebook post. It's it can get a bit tiresome, but that's what you need to do to crack it. I think. Yeah, that's Mm.
1: exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's is everything. I think that's that's all our questions. That that's that's everything, guys. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Oh, ah, oh shit, promo. Do you guys want to promote anything?
0: Did you do this already? Oh,
2: no. Yeah, do you guys want to promote anything? <laughs> I guess promote the this shit out of anything you can. Obviously the tour. Okay, yeah, so we put out the new album, Manny yeah. Simmons, so go check it out on Spotify. Um, or buy it on vinyl, there's all about 10 vinyl. left yeah. or so. Yeah, we're the first very yeah, sold out, so get on it quick. Otherwise, we should buy one uh,
1: and hang it on our wall. Yeah, <laughs> <You> should. <laughs>
2: um, otherwise, we're going to do a repress once these are out. So, but if you
1: want the if you
3: want the first press in New Zealand in th- what did you say thirty two years, you want to get in quick.